Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, metalmayhemroc.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast team. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts. John the Vernomatic Verno, and direct from New Jersey, Metal Walt. Good evening, everybody. As always, new content drops Thursday nights. As we say goodbye to Rocktober and hello to November, the holiday season's here, and we're thankful for new music. Tonight, Metal Walt welcomes Justin Roth, guitarist of Cincinnati Thrasher's War Curse. Well, Warcurse just released their new album, Confession, on Metal Blade Records. This is a terrific blend of old-school thrash with new-school aggression. Justin and Walt discuss the evolution of the band, why Justin feels 2023 the band is right where they want to be, and he even shares a story about how they got their name Warcurse. It's a, it's a cool story. That's coming up in just a second. But first, if you're new to the show via Pantheon Music Podcast Group or our YouTube channel or any other means, welcome to the club and let's join the community. Get up to the MetalMayhemROC.com website, sign up for our newsletter. That's our way to stay in touch with you with alerts about our live radio show on Monday nights, any podcast episodes, any new YouTube clips and interviews we have on our channel, CD reviews. It's all up on the MetalMayhemROC.com website. Recent audio podcast we had last week, J.J. Brown, A Fight, Sierra Thungle a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's see, we have Rick Emmett from Triumph, Tommy Victor of Prong, Udo, all of that's up on our website. So get up there, sign up for the newsletter, and join our community. So let's get into tonight's episode, Metal Walt and Justin Roth of Warkers. I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. On today's episode, I'm joined by Justin Roth, guitarist of Ohio-based thrash band Warkers. Justin is here to talk about the band's brand new album, Confession, a killer, killer album. So, Justin, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you guys are Ohio-based, correct? We are. Yep. We're kind of scattered out in, like, southern Ohio. I'm technically in Newport, Kentucky. Like, I can see downtown Cincinnati from my window. Okay. Okay. Ohio area. Yeah. I mean, Ohio's a big state. I've been there many times before, and it depends. I mean, 
my only uh, my only recollection of metal in Ohio is speaking to Tim Ripper Owens out of Akron. He's on the East Coast. Uh, yep. How's the metal scene in general in Ohio? It's good, man. There's a lot of really talented bands here. I think um, people are starting to pay a lot more attention to this area. But uh, death metal scene's real good. Uh, not not so much of a thrash metal scene, but there are some good thrash metal bands in the area. Um, Cleveland's doing pretty well. So yeah, I would say Ohio's healthy. Yeah. Healthy. And it's I not just California, ha- but you know, whatever. Right. And I just happen to be looking at my phone today and Kiss Kiss starts their actual farewell tour, their farewell farewell tour tonight in Cincinnati. Cool. I hope they spell our name wrong again. That'd be sweet. <laughs> What's that story about? You remember the the Kiss shirt that sells for a bunch of money that Cincinnati spelled wrong on the back? I don't know. They fetch like a thousand bucks on eBay. It's funny. Ah, okay. I didn't know that one. That's a little little metal history there. So there you go. Cool. cool. So uh, so I see you guys are signed to Metal Blade, and that's uh, a big accomplishment of itself. Uh, got any good Brian Slagle stories? <laughs> Not that I'm going to tell on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, come on, give us one. I don't want to get dropped already. I, okay, I'll just say I got yelled at for something I said on Twitter a while back and had to apologize. I'll leave it at that. Well, how did how so how I know you guys have a couple of albums out in the past. You have uh, you know, Final Days in 2015 and and Eradication in 2019. When did you actually get signed to Metal Blade? Uh, we had started talking with them. Uh, we were actually talking to them about putting out Eradication, and we weren't we were unable to get a deal done for that album. So we were kind of on and off having discussions from like 2019 forward and then uh during the pandemic so i think we actually signed a deal with them in like 2020 so okay you know writing process took a little while of course the world was closed so it took a while to get into a studio and then you have another 10 months while you gotta wait for your vinyl to be made so yeah this album's been a long time coming yeah and and go, going back a little bit into the history like uh the band name workers like where did that name come from? What's the meaning behind it? It's actually a creator song. If you know the band Creator from yes, Germany. yes, I do. We 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 originally had a different name that we found out was taken by another band, and uh, we had a show coming up. This was, I mean, I'm talking. This is like going all the way back to like the basement years, like before before anything had ever happened. And uh, we we needed a, a a new band name the night before a show. And uh, I don't know. I was listening to that album in the car, and work her sounded cool and. You know, I think it's kind of fitting for what we do. So worked out. Kind of stole that from Creator. That's awesome. Actually, it's, you know, it's funny. You know, Creator does have a long history in the thrash scene or German band. Um, I mean, I live in New Jersey, in New York. I, you know, there's shows going back to, you know, uh, they played Lamore in '86, believe it or not, in Brooklyn. But my co-host and I, we saw King Diamond and Creator. It was a little under a year ago. It was November of last yeah. year. Actually, yeah. not King Diamond. It was Merciful Fate. At Creator Open, it was the first time I've seen them, and I feel like I've seen everybody. I got to tell you, Justin, man, they tore that place down. It was sick. Really, Super really cool show. Man. Yeah, my brother decided to get married the night of that tour, man. It was a, it was a tough call. Like, pissed the entire family or go see Creator. So I, I probably should have went and saw Creator, but yeah, hindsight well, and all that. As long as his he has a nice, long, lengthy, happy marriage, if it doesn't work out in the long run, then you're going to remind better that someday. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was cool, man. I met I met uh, Millie Petroza, the singer, guitar player of Creator. I met him. I think we were at like Download Madrid, and I gave him a guitar pick, and it was like a total nerdy thing. But he looked at it, he saw it, he loved it. So you know, got got the sign off from the man himself. So I don't feel so bad about stealing the name. You know, that's uh, that's incredible. 
So um, uh, again, maybe you know, you know, I was kind of new to Warcurse and and your press publicist Liz. You know, we do a lot of work together with her, and she's always passing things over to us that you know she says, "Hey, you know, you guys should check out this band. This is right in your wheelhouse." And when I took a listen to the new album, you know, first time I listened to it, I said, "Ah, all right, there's something here." Second time, all right, I'm liking this. By third or fourth time, I'm like, "This is fucking killer." But um, you know, you guys have a, a old style thrash sound definitely to it. Um, you hate to kind of reference other bands names, but then you go on your website and you guys do mention it. You say you're kind of Bay area thrash 90 sound with that new aggression sound. So maybe what sound do you describe your band as? I don't know. You know, I mean, that, that's probably a remnant from the past, that quote there, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, our first couple albums, I think do sound. Very kind of classic Bay Area, you know, Death Angel Testament sort of stuff. You know, that's the stuff that I grew up listening to, so it makes sense. Um, with this album, we really tried to bring in more influence and, um, you know, let the, let the music come together organically without necessarily trying to cram it into a box. You know, I think a lot of metal, and a, and a lot of metal fans, they get so obsessed with like subgenres and put things into nice, neat little categories and you know, to me, I think some of the more interesting bands out in the world right now are the bands that you kind of have a tough time stuffing into a box. You know, like Gojira being a good example or Silosis. You know, the bands that excite me, I guess, are the bands whose music you actually have to describe. If somebody says, what do they sound like? You can't just say like, you know, thrash metal or death metal. You know, you have to really say what it sounds like, you know, and, and, and really kind of dig into it a little bit. So I wanted to get away from intentionally writing thrash metal for the sake of writing thrash metal you know i don't think that's ever what we set out to do in the first place and um yeah letting blaine be be his be himself and contribute vocally you know the way he wanted to and and just think uh i don't know it's something different it's kind of like heavy metal it's got some thrash metal in there it's got some groove metal in there it's got a whole bunch of stuff in there so whatever people want to call it it's cool it's cool with me well, yeah, like I said, we're going to do a deep dive into the album in a, in a little while. But again, I want to finish off on your back history. So again, you guys been together a while. You put the albums out again, Final Days and Eradication. What I find is really cool about your band is you guys really do the artwork up well. And the covers of both of the albums, you know, the plane going over the building, the other one where the bird kind of sitting out there, and even the single serpent in Sands of Fate. Really, really good artwork. So, uh, you know, what's your story behind emphasizing of the artwork? Uh, I'm a graphic designer by trade, so I'm kind of a nerd for that stuff. Um, I did, so I've done like half of the album covers and the other half were done by a friend of mine. He goes by Maggot Meister. That's his uh, his art name. But um, I did Confession, so that one's mine, the new one. Uh, Eradication was something that I had put together and uh, Maggot Meister finished up. Um, Final Days was uh, was mine. Serpent was mine. Sands was his. But yeah, so I mean, it's like a lot of that stuff is just, I, I kind of, I think that the, the visuals have to match the music. And I, I do put a decent amount of thought into the album covers. So, I mean, I thought that uh, Eradication, although kind of a basic album cover, I liked it. It was striking. It was something different. Um, it kind of told the tale of, you know, humanity ending, and the only thing being left was that single, you know, solitary bird in the middle of the ocean, kind of holding on for dear life. I guess you could say the flood came and wiped us out. But yeah, I mean, confession. I really love that album cover. I don't know. I'm just a nerd for that stuff, man. I collect rock posters and design books, and yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm 
pretty obsessed with artwork. Well, you know, it, it shows, right? And and it's important, but it also builds your brand, you know? And I'm with you because, again, we look at a lot of albums, a lot of art, you know, bands. And, and you know, it's it's weird in 2023, 20, going into 2024. It's really important because I'm sure you guys know it's hard to get out there, sell albums, and everything is around merch and bundle packages and vinyl. And I see that you guys have it all. And, and the artwork ties in. Because it ties in with the album and the themes of the songs, and you could put the different vinyl colors out, and you could sell the shirts and the patches and the, and the stickers. So uh, it's a lot about merchandising. But you know, getting into the new album, Confession. I mean, the cover, that cover in and of itself. And I wanted to you to describe it, but I think there's something going on. You know, I don't know if it's a concept album or, but there's a common theme with the songs, and there's a storyline in there. And I think it links back when you look at the cover art, you know, it's the priest. I think it's the priest not facing the camera and he's looking down and it appears he's praying and he's looking against the cross. So talk a little bit about, let's say, the storyline of the album, the artwork, and then let's get into the tracks. So you were close. And uh, it, if you listen to the title track, Confession, which I, I know you have, but mm -hmm. it's uh, I concocted the story in my mind about a uh so the song itself is about the what i call the confession loophole i think um in 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 catholicism there's this ridiculous idea that you can pretty much do whatever you want your entire life you can be a total piece of shit human being i can cuss on you right yes sweet yeah but you, you know you can you can rape you can murder you can do all this other shit and as long as you confess your sins ask for forgiveness accept jesus christ into your life whatever the fuck that means all is forgiven, you go to heaven. You know, ignore all the terrible atrocities you've committed your entire life. So that, the title track is about that. You know, it's about a guy who allows that uh, that loophole to enable his action. You know, he goes out and he does these horrible things, and then he, you know, he he's, he goes and confesses his sins, and he's right back out on the street doing them again. So the album cover—that's my guy. That's the guy that's going out doing the killing. That's my uh, my serial killer and. You know, I think it's cool that he's he's in a suit, you know. Not all killers are, are scary people in the woods. Some of them are, you know, hide in plain sight. But uh, the little hash marks on the wall, that was, I, I kind of thought of that as like his his, his body count, like wrote in his, his little bloody finger. The axe was was kind of like a Easter egg. If you flip the album over, the Metal Blade axe logo is it's like the same orientation, same spot. So it's kind of like. My, my little Easter egg for Metal Blade, but also like the weapon the guy was using to go out and chop people up. So yeah, that was, that was a really, really fun album cover to make. Got way into that one. And, and awesome description of it. And I'm glad I was close, but the song itself, I mean, that's an epic track to me. You know, it's like a really dark opening. It's got that bass percussion thing and then it explodes. It's fast. Um, the, there's like signature changes in it and the really melodic chorus, you know, and just the line. I enjoy knowing I make them bleed. Do you forgive me? I get a yeah. brand new slate. So epic track. Epic track, I Justin. Guess, yeah. So going back to the top of the album, uh, the nothing that is me, right? Killer track. You know, I think what what's really important about this track is the open. You got the the single guitar, the unplugged sound, then it goes into the twin work. It's really melodic, and then it's just like you know it's gonna explode, and it does. Um and that lyric, you know, give sight to me through the eyes. I'll see me look down on me. So talk about the talk about that first track. I'm glad you liked the intro. That was uh, was one of the cooler things that me and Blaine wrote together. 
uh, Blaine being the vocalist, uh, amazing, amazing guitar player, amazing musician all around. And uh, we wrote that song one day. I mean, I think it's like a rainy day, nothing to do. And we, we were kind of just holed up in his studio. And, uh, and we wrote that thing almost start to finish in like one sitting. But I, I really do love that as an opening track. And I'm, I'm glad that you appreciated the the musicality there. The lyrics, that song is uh, one that I don't like to talk about a whole lot, to be honest with you, because some people are still as crazy as it is. They're still so divided on this whole thing. That was just about the amount of people that I watched lose their entire identities during the pandemic. I mean, people who just, they, they, they couldn't possibly beg for more authority if they tried. You know, people who you're wearing three masks in your car, you know, you're getting 37 vaccines and you're still afraid to leave your house. They just let the, 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 the messaging was almost too strong. The fear, the fear of mongering and the social engineering was just, too, it was too powerful. And I, there's some people that are never going to recover from it. So those are people that just watch themselves disappear. They lost their sense of purpose. A lot of people lost their livelihoods. A lot of people disconnected themselves from friends and family who disagreed with them on certain things. It was just people who isolated themselves from the entire world. And uh, to me, they just became nothing. It was just take my life away, lock me in a fucking room, you know, tell me when it's okay to come out. And it was really sad to watch that happen with you know, so many people that I knew that, you know, weren't authoritarians before that happened. So that was that was kind of the the backdrop for that song. Again, not a pleasant one to discuss, but that's what I wrote it about. No, and that's something I got to be honest with you, Justin. I, I appreciate a good lyric, and I think your songs, not only the music, the heaviness, the vibe, diversity of it, but they're really thought-provoking lyrics. Like, they're serious, you got to think them through, and they're very relatable to anything and anybody that, you know, going through life. And that's that's the sign of maturity. Maturity is a band songwriting. So um, I, I thank you for opening up on that one. Um, and there's a lot of that stuff on the album. I mean, you think about, like, again, the title track, uh, th- how about th- how about the second song, Fortress of Agony? You know, behind the walls, yeah, that's, that's- silence, the screams, away from my eyes where no one will see without an ounce of humanity. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, a, that was actually a difficult song to write. I wrote that song, like so many people, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely perplexed uh, that nobody other than uh, Gisling Maxwell's in jail over this entire Jeffrey Epstein thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you look at the amount of children every year that are sex trafficked, that are, you know, ripped from their homes and, you know, thrown into these fucking, these dark fortresses of fucking agony, you know, that's how I see it. it you know, I wrote that song about those kids, you know, I, and I kind of, at first, I hoped that might be a single and maybe it would be used to, you know, maybe shed some light on it. Not that it needs more. I think it's commonly talked about, but amazingly, it still happens every day. So, yeah, it was kind of written from the point of view of somebody who's, you know, ripped from their home and thrown into this fucking, this horrible existence, you know? So, yeah, it's kind of uh, a heavy song. I'm sorry to bring the mood so far down, but you asked, you know? No, no, no. And you know what? And and this stuff is heavy on the album and that's okay, right? That's the reality of the world we live in. You know, I mean, yep. come on. I mean, w- what are you going to go back to the 80s and talk about, you know, banging somebody in the back of a Camaro? <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. Like, those days are, I mean, maybe they're not over, but th- that's not what 2023 is. Hey, Metal Walt, maybe 2024, we could have a little bit of a blast from the past and enjoy some of those good times. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, do us a favor. 
leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. And I encourage you to get up to MetalMayhemROC.com. Join our community by signing up for our weekly newsletter. We'll be right back as Metal Walt and Justin Roth of War Curse will talk about the new singles from the album Confession. Metal. I'm Metalhead. Metal Mayhem ROC is the home for metal from the very beginnings. This is James DeVere from Hellstar. You're listening to Burnomatic. Dave Overkill from the Cleveland band Destructor. Hey, Dave, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's a longtime headliner. Hey, this is Red Beach from White Snake. Hey, this is Vinny Apathy from Dio, Black Sabbath, and Last in Line. To music of today. Hi, this is Olaf Wickstrand from Enforcer. Hi, this is Braun from Mastodon. You're listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. With John the Vernomatic Burner. Plus, we talk with producers and authors to give you behind-the-scenes info. Hi, this is William Irwin, author of The Meaning of Metallica, Ride the Lyrics. Greg Renoff, the author of the book Van Halen Rising, and the uh, Ted Templeman book A Platinum Producer's Life in Music. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Metal Mayhem ROC. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast team. Giving you more to listen for. Join our community. And always remember to keep it heavy. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You have a couple videos out on YouTube. Uh, The Convoy was your promo video, the one with the cool truck in the front. 
and uh, the other one, Miracle Broker. Now, um, both of those, you know, what I like about both of those is, you know, they're a little catchier. They're a little more melodic. What I think is nice about both of those tracks is the riffs, the riffs are, you know, they're kind of simple and repeated riffs, but they allow, let's say, Blaine to come into the spotlight and yeah. you hear the songwriting and the singing and the message of the song get across better. It's not buried in the music, but, um, you know, I mean, obviously on the topic, and I, I did watch the YouTube video yesterday, a miracle broker. And what's, what's buried at the bottom, if you don't look close enough, is you adding your comment, your perspective in the little message below. So I know this one, this one's another one. It probably hits your, you know, your nerve, but maybe talk a little bit about miracle broker and organized religion and the convoy. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, like you said earlier, there's kind of a reoccurring theme throughout the album, you know, um, confession being kind of the obvious one on the title track, but miracle broker tied into it as, uh, as did return to dust, which was, uh, that's a quote just ripped straight from the Bible and, uh, used as a backdrop for a, for a different kind of situation. But, um, you know, with Miracle Broker, uh, you know, it, you can have fun with some of the shit. It doesn't have to be deadly serious all the time. I, you know, growing up, my grandma watched, uh, what was it called? The 700 Club? Is that, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you'd see this goofy shit, you know, paraplegics hopping out of wheelchairs and uh, blind men that can see all of a sudden and all this crazy shit. So, you know, in, in a modern day context, you've got the Joel Osteens of the world and the Kenneth Copelands and these, you know, these mega church mega crazy millionaires they might be billionaires for all i know but uh you know they don't give a goddamn thing back to the people that give them money they're just grifters and uh you know there's kind of selling snake oil to fools you know if you buy into the shit i guess maybe you deserve to be taken for a ride but i wanted to have a little fun and, and talk about those people so you know the the term miracle broker that was the title that i had in my phone for a couple years and i i always wanted to get around to write a song about that you know, and it's it's these people just you know they're they're selling fake miracles. It's it's ridiculous. So, and I had a little fun with that. I had a lot of fun making that video. I thought that was a pretty cool track. It is, and and it's fun how like um, you know how you you inter, you kind of interface. Like I like how there's like some fire burning, and then you have all these like backdrops of these religious leaders and people fainting at the altar, and they're kind of blended in with Blaine. Uh, it's very very well done video. Very creative. Thank you. Yeah, hats yeah. off to uh. So Brian Thornburn, or Bone as we call him, he's actually the guy that engineered the first two albums. He he's he's one of those crazy talented guys that can do everything. But he he recorded, mixed and mastered uh, the first couple albums, and then also did the music video for uh, Serpent and for that. So like he's just kind of our go to guy to get things done. And he's badass at making videos. So we gave him a very loose concept, and and he ran with it. So great job, Bone. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good one. I mean, talking a little bit about the con the song, The Convoy, I mean, it's one of those one, like, you know, we the people, we have to stand up for what's right and, you know, all yeah. for one, one for all. But is there something specific behind that one you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, it kind of throws back to the uh, to the first song a little bit. And, um, and, you know, there was a little bit of bickering when this one came out. It's to be expected, you know, when you got a, when you finally got a little bit of uh, attention on you or a spotlight on you. Um, people kind of took that as like, complaining about masks and uh and vaccines it was it was nothing about that it was about this th there's there's no circumstance i can think of where it's okay for a government to shut down the bank accounts of of private citizens oh especially over a protest so you know the freedom convoy the whole thing that happened in canada to me that was just absolutely terrifying and you know the people who are okay with it now they're only okay with it now because it's the 
opposite side of the of the conversation that that's being victimized, but they wouldn't be okay with it if it was their side, you know, if it was one of their protests and next thing you know, your bank account's zapped, you know, and you can't afford to feed your family or your money's gone or, you know, you donated to a cause and they shut your bank account down. That is gross, unchecked authority that we have never seen in our lifetime. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, Blaine actually wrote the lyrics to that one. I write most of the lyrics. He he wrote the lyrics for that and, uh, and I just sort of massaged it and, you know, we made a cool song out of it. But that's what that was about, man. Just about uh, just gross, gross abuse of power. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think I, just Justin Trudeau should be buried under the fucking jail, to be honest with you. That no. guy's a piece of shit. Well, you know what? You want that's what you get when you live in a socialist country, right? Everybody thinks yeah. it's better somewhere else. Yep. Go ahead. There. Give it a shot, right? Yeah. Give it a shot. Um the, you know, I I was gonna say I got, I, I got loads of Canadian friends. Our our longtime publicist. Uh, Curtis Duar, he's, he's Canadian. I got friends all over Canada, you know, all over the, all over the Canadian map and, and they all hate the guy. So I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't think I'm at risk of pissing anybody off here. It seems like a general consensus up there. They don't like him anymore than we like our guy. So yeah, fuck it. I, I, uh, I tell you, go out and, uh, uh, check out Prong's new album, State of Emergency. We had Tommy Victor on our show recently. I think knowing the kind of guy you are, Justin, sink your teeth into that album. You'll appreciate yeah. it. And relate to it. We, We've got some mutual friends. We've had some conversations about that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool, dude. Yeah. He's a good guy. That's awesome. So um, going back to, let's say, the music on some of the songs, you mentioned Return to Dust. From a musical point of view, I love this fucking song because it's heavy. Oh, yeah. The cymbals, the double bass, at the, there's a groove to it. And the end, it's just... And it's just like... And then that line, cut the head from the snake and watch it die. No more. I've severed the ties. It's yeah, like, yeah fucking killer song that one like you could really jam to and then power of the powerless i mean i hear a little bit of chuck billy in the vocal there let's not lie that's okay it's a great thing he's a legend um again another really good diverse strong songs so talk a little bit about those tracks well um so i guess we'll start with power of the powerless i love that song love it and um that the working title of that song was is uh kill dozer and we wrote that about Merv Hemeyer, the guy that built the Killdozer. Yeah. So I was, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, you get mad, you get, you know, bulldoze half your town, but it's pretty fucking badass that he did it, you know, and, and uh, the guy's a legend for it. But uh, yeah, so that was, that was kind of the, the, the lyrical theme there anyway, you know, the swan song of a desperate man, not what I wanted, but you forced my hand, you know, I feel like they backed that poor guy to a corner to the point where he just had to fight his way out, man. Um, and what, what was the other one we were just talking about? Re- uh, return, return to Dust. Return, yeah, to, return dust. to Dust. Yeah. Return to Dust. What I loved about that song, musically, that thing was just a riff fest. Like as a guitar player, that's probably the wankiest song on the album as far as just trying to cram 800 riffs into a song. And yeah. it, it's it's a little more akin to like, you know, the first two albums. So more of a thrasher, definitely a little faster, really fun to play musically. Um that song, so I, you know, I tied it to the to the biblical thing because I don't want to write a song about, you know, what it was actually written about. But uh, it was just about like a, a shitty situation you find yourself in with another individual and, uh, you know, some of the backstabbing that happens and, uh, you know, no, no better way to frame a, a good betrayal than like Adam and Eve, you know, the snake, the deception kicked out of the Garden of Eden sort of thing. When you're already writing, a, you know, an album full of uh, biblical references, so why the hell not throw another one in there? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a just a banger of a song, man. Super fun song to play. It is. It definitely is. 
um, there's a there's a cover on the album later, and you know what? Not everybody's going to know who Grip Incorporated is. I follow those guys in my 20s, you know, Gus Chambers, the late Gus Chambers, of mm-hmm. course, Dave Lombardo. And when I saw that pop up that you guys were going to do a, a cover of a Grip song, I said, wow, that's fucking cool. So yeah. why did you choose to do that? Um, so if you remember Grip, their first bass player, the founding bass player was Jason Vibrooks. Yeah. He's, um, he plays in Exhorter currently. He was in Heathen for a while. But Jason was the bass player on Eradication. Mm. So our previous bass player uh, was the bass player of Grip Inc. with Dave Lombardo. So yeah. uh, we had talked about doing a cover while he was in the band. We never got around to doing it. Uh, Murphy and myself, you know, we're kind of like, we, we're born in the 80s, but we're kids of the 90s, you know? And like right. Grip Inc., it's sad that more people don't know that band. The band's yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, I think, are. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at like what other... I don't know what we'd call them groove metal. I hate I hate subgenres, but you know if you want to call them like groove metal, I think they were arguably like the best of of all those bands kind of of that era. So you know just being big fans and and wanting to give Jason kind of like a a thank you, a send off, you know, pay a little tribute to our buddy. Yeah, it just it was a it's a fucking cool song. You know, Gus is an amazing vocalist, so um, you know we knew if we did it, you know, Blaine had to bring his A game. We all had to bring our A game. You know, Valdemar write, writes really yeah. quirky, kind of goofy riffs, you know, so it's something a little different, something really fun. But, you know, I, the, the guys have heard it, you know, they gave us the seal of approval. But I, I just really hope that, you know, fans know that we 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 definitely tried our best to do it justice. So very yeah, fun cover. Of grip. I mean, and and not there's, there's like a, you know, a popular grip song or something, but you didn't go for the obvious song, right? You went for something a little bit deeper on an album and which is cool, too, you know? Well, I think like the popular songs would have probably been like Ostracized was a hit. Um, Hostage of Heaven was already covered by our friends in Exumer, also a Metal Blade band. So yeah, I don't know. Rusty Nail just seemed like a, a good heavy banger. It's got the big crazy drum fills in it. And uh, James, our drummer, he's a pretty big Dave Lombardo fanboy. So I think he had a lot of fun yeah. learning those fills and stuff. So yeah, it just it is a cool cool song and, and an unexpected cover. I think if you... yeah. You know, if you, what's the point doing a cover if everybody expects it? You know, I'm not going to fucking record a cover of Creeping Death or anything. You know, I don't know. Something, right. something a little different. We had, uh, I had Mark Zavon from Kill Devil Hill on a few weeks ago. And, and on their new album, great new album, they covered Black Sabbath Solitude. And, uh, which again, great song, but it's just him and, the, and Dewey Bragg, the singer. And he said the reason they did it was because they were, were bored during a the pandemic. They were over each other's houses. <laughs> they didn't see anybody. And they said, what better of a track than to do than Solitude? Right. Yeah. So you're right. Perfect. Yeah, right. we did only we did anthrax only during the pandemic. That was our our slay at home contribution. I was gonna ask you about that. Great version, yeah. by the way, and I love the performance. Thanks. And I think it actually was put out as a single on Metal Blade, correct? Yeah, we, we did that. Like we did it as the slay at home thing. So, you know, the audio wasn't the best and the uh, but the reception was really good. Like everybody loved it. The uh the anthrax dudes really liked it, which I thought was cool as shit. And um and it started getting a little attention so we cleaned it up a little bit and like put in like the backing vocals you know the shit that we we couldn't do live so we just went and finished it up metal blade wanted to put it out and yeah man it was cool it got it started getting played on satellite radio and i'm gonna take credit for it anthrax hadn't played that song live in a really long time that thing started getting played on satellite radio with our cover back to back with their version of it and next thing you know it's back in the set so i think we kind of brought that one back from the dead a little bit man and that's uh John Bush Air Anthrax is awesome. So that was really that was a fucking fun one to do. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. You know Jose Megan on uh, Liquid Metal and XM. He goes deep. He grabs bands like you guys all the time and pulls them out. So yep. it's good to hear you got the the credit you deserve. So um, listen, Justin, we're, we're going to let you go soon, but I want to allow you to cover off on the rest of the band. I didn't get a chance to, you know, who are the other band members aside from you, Blaine and Murph? Yeah, so um, Johnny Wallace is our bassist. Um, uh, man. My mind just went short here. Got a hundred things going on today. Yeah, uh, you had already mentioned Murphy. So Joshua Murphy, lead guitarist, Blaine Gordon, vocalist, James Gatz, drummer. So those are my my hooligans. I'm Justin, of course. Uh, the album is called Confession. It comes out October 20th on Metal Blade Records. Uh, available pretty much anywhere you buy or stream music. I would suggest going to your local record store and requesting a copy of it. But yeah. And uh, what about touring? I see that you did do a, a show this past weekend, Gates Gates of Metal. Is it something like called Gates of Metal? Uh, we actually didn't play that show. Okay, that dude was supposed to take us off of that poster forever ago. It didn't, but we had another tour lined up that was going through California that got rescheduled, got moved around. So we actually go out uh, starting November first. We'll be on the road with a band called Arm for Apocalypse, cool band on Candlelight Records. Uh, that tour starts in Sacramento, kind of runs down the coast, does the whole California thing. Touches some other cities, goes into Canada. We'll see if Justin Trudeau lets me in after what I just said about him. <laughs> but yeah, so you can catch us on the West Coast, Canada, uh, the first half of November. And then uh, we'll be back. We'll be all over the map next year, early next year. Yeah, I would I would love to see you guys in Jersey and New York. There's, as you know, there's some great metal bars in yeah. uh, Brooklyn, in the city, in Jersey. So uh, I'm sure you'll roll through this yeah, way we, again. We, we've been up there a handful of times. You know, we always have good shows up there. I was actually just talking to somebody right before we hopped on here about, uh, we played uh, St. Vitus with Exodian. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was just a badass show. But yeah, we we need to get back up there, man. Now, I think that was the last time we played New York was that show. And I think it was like 2018 or 19. So we're well overdue to come back up there. Yeah, that is that is the place to go for like small metal bars. I mean, it's, 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 I might, I'm actually thinking of going there this Saturday, uh, Canadian band Exciters playing there. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's not oh, easy to be- get to. It's like, you know, it's 20 miles away, but it could take you an hour and a half. But at the same token, uh, and there's a place in Jersey similar to that called uh, Dingbats. So if you ever come that way, uh, look up Dingbats and I'm sure they could book you to come. It'd be great to have you there. Absolutely, so, man. We're ready to go anywhere and everywhere. So yeah, you'll see, you'll definitely see us up there. Okay, so the new album, Confession, it's out October 20th, tour dates to come. Uh, Justin, what what are your socials? Where can our listeners find out all about the band? Now, we're on Facebook, Instagram all the time. We have a Twitter. We suck at using it. Uh, Warcurrents.com, that'll link you to all the stuff we're doing. Uh, Check it out on Metal Blade's website. You can find the album pretty much anywhere, and you can stream us on all your usual platforms. So if if it's on the internet, we're probably there. Well... Uh, again, I wish you the best with this album. It is great. I say that with all sincerity. I've been spinning it all week. It's can't wait to share it with our listeners and get my friends to listen to it. And, uh, you know, best of luck. And we'll see you down the line and we'll have you back on again. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been a good time. All right, Justin. Thank you. All the best. Keep it fucking heavy, bro. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.